When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh man, this has been a long time coming. If you're someone like me and enjoy talking about and researching folklore, well, that's a silly statement, Chris. They wouldn't be here if they didn't like it. It's not your charms, dopey. Alright, well, now that I've taken myself down the peg, let's continue. There's no doubt that Louisiana has popped up during your search. It's a hotbed for legends. From ghosts to witchcraft, voodoo to monsters. They have a little bit of everything. With its vast, mysterious bayous and unique blend of Creole and voodoo influences, Louisiana is undoubtedly a state steeped in urban legend and folklore. It's a rich cultural tapestry that has given rise to distinct character. If there were any place where magic might be real in the United States, it would be Louisiana. The famous city of New Orleans in particular is a hub for supernatural enthusiasts, with ghost tours being a highly recommended activity for visitors. Do you believe in ghosts? Join me on a journey through America's dark and haunted past as we explore the ghost stories and folklore that have been passed down for generations. What scares you? Let's find out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. And this is Haunted American History. Among the many intriguing tales that thrive in Louisiana's folklore, one is often overlooked, and that is the story of the Grunch. Don't be mistaken, I didn't mispronounce the Grinch. Instead, the Grunch is an entirely different and much more sinister legend. Described as a deadly creature reminiscent of the Chupacabra in some versions of the story, The Grunch is said to lurk in the shadows of the state's dense and dark bayous. It strikes fear into the hearts of those who dare to venture into these mysterious swamps. In alternate renditions of the legend, the Grunch takes on a more horrifying form, a group of half-human beings residing outside of the borders of New Orleans. Their fall into depravity is attributed to a diabolical deal they made with the devil, resulting in a descent into cannibalism. These half-human creatures are said to embody the darkness and malevolence that lurks in the hidden corners of Louisiana's folklore. Despite the abundance of ghost tours and spooky excursions, the Grunch remains an elusive figure in the mainstream narrative. This adds to the allure and mystique of the Louisiana urban legend, making it a subject eagerly explored by those seeking the more profound, darker mysteries that the state has to offer. So if you ever find yourself in Louisiana, be sure to immerse yourself in the captivating world of its folklore and discover the chilling tale of the Grunch, a creature that embodies the enigmatic magic that seems to flow through the very veins of this bewitching state. But Chris, where does the Grunch come from? Well, prepare yourself for a tale that might sound a little outrageous, but rest assured, the legend of the Grunch in Louisiana is twisted and multifaceted, with countless variations 
It can leave your head spinning. Yet, today I will attempt to unravel the mystique surrounding the grunge in all its forms. So if you're planning a trip to New Orleans, be cautious as you venture into the bayou. For you may encounter the grunge in one of its many eerie incarnations. The dangerous creature known as the grunge are said to be either chupacabra-like devil dogs or cannibalistic half-humans. They derive their name from the infamous road where they are most frequently sighted, Grunch Road. However, if you were to conduct a quick Google search for a Grunch Road in New Orleans, you would come up empty-handed. Legend has it that the real Grunch Road within New Orleans was constructed using shells from the Mississippi River and the Gulf of Mexico mixed with dirt. However, pinpointing its exact location has been subject of a dispute. Over time, many people believe that this fabled road has been paved over and renamed, making it a mystery of the past. The history and whereabouts of Grunch Road remain uncertain, adding to the intrigue and allure of the Grunch legend in Louisiana. According to some beliefs, the original Grunch Road has been identified as Gannon Road, situated in the Little Woods neighborhood. Over time, this once rural area has transformed into a more urban environment, making it less likely to be a suitable hiding place for mysterious creatures. However, Gannon Road is close to the vast Bayou Sauvage National Wildlife Refuge. This sprawling natural area could provide ample concealment for any potential vicious beasts. So even in the midst of urbanization, the allure of the grunge legends persists hidden within the depths of Louisiana's natural landscapes. In certain versions of the legend, the grunch resembles the North American chupacabra, a creature often depicted as having a dog-like form with reptilian characteristics. Its eerie appearance is accentuated by glowing red eyes visible from a distance in the darkness of night. Feeding on animals, it is said to draw their blood through a single hole, suggesting the presence of a round mouth adorned with a circular set of teeth. Being close to Mexico, some speculate that the grunge may simply be of a local variation of the chupacabra, known by a different name. However, what sets the grunge apart is its peculiar blend of human-like abilities, such as opening doors and using tools. Some even claim this beast can pass through solid walls, further adding to its mystique and terror. What adds to the aura of dread surrounding the grunge is its reported foul stench, reminiscent of traits commonly associated with Bigfoot sightings. In a twist that deepens its fearsome reputation, some accounts even describe the grunge as possessing bat-like wings, enabling it to take flight and roam the skies, making this creature an even more formidable and nightmarish presence in the lore of Louisiana. The origins of the grunge remain shrouded in mystery leaving little concrete information on its actual genesis. However, some intriguing theories have emerged, with one suggesting a connection to the legendary Marie Laveau, renowned as the voodoo queen of New Orleans from the 1800s. I'll touch on her more later. According to the tale, Marie Laveau, a respected herbalist and practitioner of voodoo, took under her care a deformed child that became known as the Devil Baby. While some believe that the devil baby was Marie Laveau's child, others contend that she assumed responsibility for the child's well-being, adopting a maternal role. From the shadows of this peculiar association, some have drawn a link between the devil baby and the grunge, hinting at a possible lineage. 
The perplexing nature of Marie Laveau's life and voodoo practices adds an air of mysticism to this theory, intertwining the folklore of the voodoo queen with the legend of the grunge, creating a captivating and chilling narrative in the rich tapestry of Louisiana's urban legends. In a disturbing twist to the tale, it is said that to prevent the devil baby from reproducing, Marie Laveau took drastic measures and castrated the creature. Astonishingly, the severed testicles transformed into two grunge beings, one male and one female. In a terrifying turn of events, both grunge animals viciously attacked Laveau, posing a grave threat to her life. Despite her ordeal, the two grunge beings managed to escape, disappearing into the depths of the woods near Grunge Road. Legend has it that the consequences of the grunge encounter are far-reaching and ominous. Those unfortunate enough to be bitten by one of these creatures are believed to undergo a horrifying transformation, becoming grunge themselves. The curse of the grunge perpetuates, passing from one victim to the next, leaving a trail of fear and trepidation in the eerie folklore of Louisiana. In an alternate and disturbing iteration of the legend, the grunge pertains to individuals deemed outcast in early New Orleans society due to physical differences. These people were believed to be the descendants of albinos and individuals with dwarfism, and their appearance was unfairly associated with the curse from the devil. Regrettably, these marginalized individuals were forced to live on the city's outskirts or banished to the woods because of their uncommon looks. Over generations of isolation, inbreeding within the community became prevalent, leading to some severe consequences. The hardships of their existence and separation from mainstream society eventually drove them to madness. As the story goes, their isolation and desperation led them to develop a gruesome appetite for blood. We've really come a long way as people. In certain renditions of the legend, the marginalized groups made a pact with the devil to gain protection. However, the sinister agreement demanded a chilling price in return. To uphold their end of the deal, they were required to make sacrifices, beginning with animals stolen from nearby farms. These unfortunate creatures became the offering to fulfill their dark arrangement. Tragically, in some versions of the tale, the sacrifices escalated, and the group's descent into darkness led them to even more abhorrent acts. In these darker variations, the legend suggests that they eventually crossed a horrifying threshold resorting to the unspeakable act of sacrificing fellow humans. Such story variations deepen the malevolence and horror associated with the grunge legend, underscoring the consequences of their pact with the devil. The haunting narrative serves as a cautionary reminder of the dangers of delving into darkness and the tragic outcome that can arise from making such malevolent bargains. The one thing that a lot of the versions of this legend have in common are the sinister tactics the grunge employs to ensnare its victims. The creature allegedly leaves an injured animal on the side of the road, luring kind-hearted passerbys to render assistance. Seizing the opportunity when the unsuspecting Samaritans least expect it, the grunge strikes, kidnapping and ultimately taking the lives of those who tried to help, feeding on their blood. Accounts of sightings for the grunge stretch back as far as the 1800s, making it a long-standing and terrifying presence in local folklore. However, a surge in sightings occurred shortly after Hurricane Katrina wreaked havoc on New Orleans. Some attribute the uptick in sightings to the possibility that the devastating hurricane may have displaced the grunge from its hidden dwelling, forcing the creature out into the open to seek new territory and sustenance. 
The lore of the grunge, with its roots in the past and the resurgence in more recent times, continues to captivate and haunt the minds of those who share in Louisiana's rich tradition of storytelling. As with many urban legends, these eerie tales reflect the collective fears and anxieties of a community, leaving an indelible mark on the collective imagination. The aftermath of Hurricane Katrina brought about a grim reality in New Orleans. With numerous animals left injured and displaced by the devastating storm, in the wake of such destruction, it was far more likely for passerbys to encounter injured animals on the side of the road. Regrettably, the trauma and the chaos that followed the hurricane might have led some to mistakenly attribute those wounded creatures to the grunge, rather than recognizing the harsh impact of the natural disaster on the local wildlife. Amid the post-Katrina confusion and fear, the line between folklore and reality may have been blurred, contributing to the surge of reported sightings. These sightings, influenced by the trauma of the hurricane, added another layer of complexity to the existing legend, intertwining the devastating effects from the storm with the chilling tale of the grunge. As the narrative of the grunge endures through generations, it continues to intertwine with real-world events, reflecting the psychological impact of catastrophic events on the human psyche and the enduring power of folklore to explain and cope with the unknown. Anything seems possible in the enchanting city of New Orleans, where the mysterious and magical intertwine. With miles of uninhabited bayou and a history of voodoo practitioners spanning centuries, who's to say what secrets might be concealed within the shadows? Perhaps, just perhaps, a vicious little creature still lurks, hiding in some forgotten nook of the city, adding another layer of intrigue to an already bewitching tapestry of New Orleans folklore. After all, in a place where magic thrives, who knows what eerie secrets are waiting to be revealed. Hey folks, real quick, stop over here. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for the kind reviews and emails that you've been sending me. Please keep them coming. The thing on Spotify, leaving comments on the episodes. Oh, it's fantastic. I love hearing from everybody. I really wish that they would add a way that I can like reply directly. That's the one thing I don't like. Same thing with like Apple. Like when you leave a review on there, I'd love to like reply to some of them because some of them are really great. Some of them like offer a lot of like really nice constructive criticism where I just curse under my breath, but I really want to say thank you. And who am I kidding? Curse out loud, but still want to say thank you. So again, for reaching out and leaving a review, thank you so much. I appreciate every single one of you. And if you're so inclined and you haven't yet, stop over on Spotify, leave a review, leave a comment on an episode that you like, a story that you like. Same thing on Apple. If you're enjoying the show, Leave a review. Let me know. Thanks so much, and uh, let's continue with the folklore. Later, folks. The Louisiana swampland is bathed in the ethereal glow of the full moon. While the stars twinkle like distant lanterns amidst the ominous cypress trees. The symphony of nature echoes through the night, with the chorus of frogs and the persistent buzz of mosquitoes seeking their prey. Amidst this eerie ambiance... A haunting howl pierces the stillness, sending chills down the spine. On a fallen, moss-covered tree stands a massive, snarling beast, its form eerily standing on two legs. It unleashes a bone-chilling howl to the moon, revealing the Rougarou, a legendary creature revered in Louisiana. When journeying through the highways and byways of this captivating state, one encounters a rich tapestry of history and haunted relics, 
From abandoned theme parks to peculiar museums, Louisiana holds many intriguing secrets. However, the true enchantment lies in the depths of the fog-laden swamps, where one might chance upon the Rougarou and other mystical beings. The origins of the Rougarou trace back centuries and draw from diverse influences, with medieval France being among the earliest sources. As the moon continues to cast its silvery glow over the Louisiana bayous, the legacy of this mystical werewolf thrives, intertwined with the very essence of the state's captivating folklore. In the era of knights clad in armor, swords clashing in epic battles, and the spectacle of jousting, Fears in medieval times extended far beyond the perils of the plague and the specter of witches. Among the tales that sent shivers down the spines of the people were stories of fearsome beasts known as the Lugaru, the French term for werewolves. In the land of legends and myths, these creatures held an infamous reputation, inspiring both awe and terror throughout the country. During the 16th century, a curious and unsettling trend emerged where a range of crimes and strange incidents were routinely attributed to the presence of Lou Garou. In the intricities of historical beliefs and superstitions, these mythical creatures became convenient scapegoats, offering an explanation for otherwise unexplainable occurrences. In the backdrop of that era, Accusations of Lugaru served as a way to soothe fears and provide a semblance of understanding in the face of perplexing events. The notion of shape-shifting beings responsible for certain crimes captured people's collective imagination, weaving a captivating thread into the fabric of cultural folklore. The village would become a place of hushed whispers and fearful hearts as darkness descended with incidents like ransacked houses and missing children fueling suspicion of lurking werewolves. In the face of such mysteries, the challenges of a morning commute seemed trivial compared to the specter of Lou Garou. As anxiety grew, the community sought to unmask potential agents of darkness among them, leading to the identification of individuals displaying peculiar behavior or wandering through the woods. These accused individuals would face a public trial, adding another layer of intrigue to this fascinating and unsettling phenomenon. In contemplating the struggles of our ancestors in this turmoilous time, we were reminded of the complexities of human nature and the enduring allure of legendary creatures that have left an indelible mark on history. In the courts of the 16th century, the accused would face a daunting question. Is this person a Lugaru? The public's response often swayed towards agreement, driven by a potent mixture of fear and self-preservation. In a climate where accusations of witchcraft and Lugaru were intertwined, one could easily find themselves branded as such by a suspicious community. The Lugaru instilled fear in the hearts of many, cementing their place in the legends passed down through generations. Among the belief held by French Catholics, a dire warning claim that failure to observe the rules of Lent for seven consecutive years would transform you into a Lugaru. This chilling consequence loomed over the populace. Stories passed on to children further fueled the trepidation, with a haunting tale cautioning disobedient youngsters that a Lugaru would stealthily snatch them away in the dead of night if they failed to heed their parents' words. As time flowed, Many French settlers ventured to Canada and the southern United States, taking with them the legend of the Lou Garou. 
This enduring belief in shape-shifting creatures carried across borders and ocean leaves an indelible mark on the folklore of these lands and continues to captivate the imaginations of future generations. Following the migration to new lands, the legends of the Lu Garu underwent a transformation, adapting to the times and the evolving Cajun dialect. Thus, the name of the fearsome creature shifted from Lu Garu to Rougarou, rolling off the tongue more fluidly and melding with the local vernacular. Embracing its new identity, the Rougarou found its eerie abode in the swamps of Greater New Orleans and the Acadiana region. Here, in the depths of the marshes, it might even find itself in the company of the Honey Island Swamp Monster, Louisiana's infamous Bigfoot of the Swamp. As the legends of these creatures intertwine, the swamps of Louisiana have become a realm of enigmatic wonder, where the echoes of age-old folklore dance with the mysteries of the present day. The Rougarou and its neighbors in the swamp continue to captivate the imaginations of locals and visitors alike, adding to the allure of Louisiana's captivating mythology. In Cajun folklore, the legend of the Rougarou holds a chilling similarity to its old French counterparts. According to this tale, the beast sets its sights on Catholics who dare to defy the rules of Lent, haunting those who veer from the path of observance. Yet another rendition of the story weaves a different thread of mystique. In this version, the Rougarou falls victim to a 101-day curse, compelling them to seek salvation by passing the curse on to another unfortunate soul. This sinister ritual involves transferring the curse to another human being, an act often felicitated by a local witch or voodoo priestess. In the curious world of Rougarou lore, a clever defense strategy is said to thwart their midnight antics. To outsmart these shape-shifting creatures, one simply needs to place 13 small objects by their doors. Why, you might wonder? Well, it's because the unfortunate Rougarou, upon undergoing their transformation, they allegedly forgot how to count past 12. As the Rougarou beholds the 13 objects, its perplexed expression is bound to be a sight to behold. Attempting to count them all, the creature will find itself in a constant loop of numerical befuddlement. Ah, the links we go to keep the night's mysteries at bay. In this enchanting realm of Louisiana folklore, where legends dance with the moonlight, even the mythical Rougarou seems to fall victim to a humorous case of arithmetic amnesia. Even though the Rougarou's origins lie in ancient legend, the allure of this mystical creature persists, with claimed sightings continuing to spark intrigue to this day. While the fervor may have waned slightly in the past decade or so, whispers of the elusive Rougarou still echo through the Louisiana swamps and bayous. As the modern world intertwines with age-old folklore, the Rougarou's presence endures, leaving its mark on the cultural fabric of the region. Whether in the shadowy depths of the swamp or the whispers of those who believe they encountered the creature, the legend lives on. And so, in the mysterious and enchanting lands of Louisiana, the Rougarou rose from an ancient legend to become a bona fide pop sensation. The creature of the swamp captured the hearts of the locals and visitors alike. Year after year, the city of Homa comes alive with the spirited Rougarou Festival, a celebration that rivals the Midwest Mardi Gras parades. The Audubon Zoo in New Orleans proudly showcases the Rougarou exhibit, where a statue of the elusive beast stands tall in all its swampy glory, a favorite among visitors young and old. But wait, the wild ride doesn't stop there. Even the New Orleans Pelicans, 
a team known for their fierce play on the basketball court. Consider the name change from the Hornets to the Rougarous. Imagine the fans roaring in support with howls that could rival the most fearsome Rougarou. I mean, I've seen Teen Wolf, so I love it. As the sun sets over the bayou and the moon rises high, the legend of the Rougarou lives on, weaving its captivating presence into the fabric of Louisiana's heart and soul. So, should you ever find yourself wandering through the mystical swamplands or cheering on the pelicans, remember that in this land of mystery and magic, the Rougarou reigns supreme, a legendary creature that continues to leave us howling with delight. I thank you. And thank God I don't have to pronounce any more French stuff. At least I don't think. Well, I touched on her earlier. But how could I talk about Louisiana and not talk about the voodoo queen? Nestled just a few blocks away from the majestic Mississippi River and on the edges of the iconic French Quarter, an enduring and historic landmark raises the landscape of New Orleans. St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 dating back to 1789, is a testament to the city's rich history. Guided tours offer a fascinating glimpse into the cemetery's captivating architecture. The uniqueness of this burial ground stems from the city's geographical challenge, being below sea level and susceptible to flooding. In response, a city ordinance required an above-ground style for its memorials. This choice has since become synonymous with New Orleans cemeteries. Inspired by the influence of Spanish architecture, the above-ground crypt-like tombs became a defining feature of St. Louis Cemetery No. 1. As visitors meander through the solemn pathways, they are transported into a world where history and artistry converge, reflecting the city's vibrant cultural tapestry. With each step, the cemetery whispers stories of generations past, offering a glimpse into the captivating traditions that have shaped the city's identity. St. Louis Cemetery No. 1 stands as a resting place for the departed and a living testament to the enduring spirit of New Orleans. Beyond the well-known history of St. Louis Cemetery No. 1 lies a tomb shrouded in whispers, holding far more than a simple epitaph. Within the sturdy brick and mortar lies the final resting place of Marie Laveau, Louisiana's legendary voodoo queen. If you observe closely, you'll notice intriguing markings and scratches on the tomb's exterior forming the letter X in groups of three. It's believed that those who left these mysterious symbols sought to have their wishes granted by the voodoo queen, with each X representing a heartfelt desire. Yes, even in the realm of the afterlife, the mystical powers she purportedly possessed continue to weave their magic. I touched on this briefly in the Cemetery Tales episode, but I'm going to go deeper into Marie Laveau. While every tomb carries a unique tale, the story of Marie Laveau's gravesite transcends the boundaries of time, remaining an ongoing narrative that captivates the imagination of visitors. As the winds of time whisper through the ancient cemetery, one can't help but feel a lingering presence of the voodoo queen, still believed to grant wishes and bestow blessings upon those who dare to seek her intercession. In the heart of New Orleans, where the history and mystery embrace, Marie Laveau's tomb is a testament to a woman who transcended her time and continues to enthrall generations with her enduring legacy. The story of the voodoo queen lives on, etched in the cryptic markings on her tomb and in the hearts of those who believe in the magic that lingers in the realm of the departed. The life of Maria Laveau still shrouds itself in mystery, with specific details such as her birth date remaining uncertain. 
Most records suggest she was born in September of 1801 to Charles Laveau and Marguerite de Chantel in New Orleans, where she would spend her entire life. In 1819, she wed Jacques Paris, a man hailing from what is present-day Haiti, within the walls of the St. Louis Cathedral. I thought that was over the French uh, pronunciations. Well, guess I was wrong. However, shortly after their marriage, Paris inexplicably vanished and was later reported as deceased, leaving unanswered questions that history has yet to unveil. Love found its way back to Marie Laveau as she met Christophe Greffion, with whom she had several children. Wow, I like the pronunciation of that one. I did that one pretty good. This couple purchased their grandmother, Catherine Henry's New Orleans cottage on St. Anne Street after passing in 1831. A curious coincidence, as this was also where Laveau had been born. Tragedy struck the family when many of their children succumbed to the dreaded yellow fever that plagued New Orleans in 1830. The heartbreaking loss marked a turning point in Laveau's life. She devoted herself to caring for the sick, honing uncommon abilities, and later granting her a reputation as a healer and spiritual guide. As the years unfolded, Marie Laveau's mysterious journey would take her down a path of legend, leaving an incredible mark on New Orleans culture. As time marched on, Marie Laveau's reputation soared to new heights. She evolved into a revered figure, assuming leadership in religious rituals and ceremonies while continuing her benevolent work in nursing the sick back to health and feeding the hungry. Her influence extended beyond spiritual guidance. Local politicians and lawmakers sought her wisdom for crucial business decisions, drawn to her remarkable insights. But what set Marie Laveau apart was not solely the profound respect she commanded or her vast knowledge of medicine and healing remedies. An element shrouded her, an affiliation with a spiritual practice that fueled her otherworldly talents. This practice was none other than voodoo, an ancient belief system with roots in Africa, making its way to New Orleans in the 1700s. Marie Laveau embraced voodoo along with her devout Catholic faith integrating the two to create a unique and syncretic blend. Though her devotion to both, she embodied of what some refer to as a hybrid practice, fusing the beliefs of voodoo with the ideals of Catholicism. Voodoo found fertile ground in the heart of New Orleans, where it merged harmoniously with the city. With her profound understanding of both traditions, Marie Laveau became a bridge between two worlds, guiding and uplifting those who sought her aid in both the spiritual and earthly realms. As Marie's mastery of her craft soared to new heights beyond comprehension, she earned a title that echoed through the annals of history, Louisiana's Voodoo Queen. Her extraordinary ascension to the world of spiritual practices blending voodoo with the tenets of Catholicism set her apart and made her a guiding light for countless souls seeking solace and healing. The veil of mystery that surrounded her only deepened as tales of her supernatural talents spread like wildfire through the streets of New Orleans. As the queen of New Orleans voodoo, Marie Laveau proudly wore her crown, reigning with wisdom and grace throughout the mid-1800s and beyond. Despite opposition from those who deemed her profession deceptive and blasphemous, she fearlessly embraced her calling, welcoming visitors day and night and offering answers to their most profound questions. In 1881, her earthly journey ended peacefully within the walls of her St. Anne cottage. Yet, her indelible mark on the Crescent City refused to fade away. Marie Laveau's legacy became ingrained with the fabric of New Orleans pop culture, inspiring countless books, movies, television shows, and songs. Some even credit her as the reason why voodoo became mainstream in the city. But her passing was merely a chapter's end, not the conclusion of her story. 
the mystery surrounding Marie Laveau is far from solved. In New Orleans' voodoo's belief system, death marks the beginning of one's spiritual journey. Is it not possible then that the spirit of the voodoo queen still roams the French Quarter on the dark and desolate night? Whispers of her presence persist, with tales of her spirit lingering near her tomb in St. Louis Cemetery. Before the city replaced her tomb, the cryptic X marks adorned with circles, each possibly representing a wish fulfilled. They left us pondering whether her influence continues beyond the realm of the living. Did visitors return to the tomb to share the joy of their dreams coming true? Or was it the queen herself celebrating her accomplishments from the other side? As time progresses, Marie Laveau's legacy continues to enrich the soul of New Orleans. Her abilities remain a subject of fascination and debate. Her story is a tale of mystery and intrigue that shoots through the very heart of the city. Whether she truly lives on in spirit or exists as a symbol of the city's vibrant past, the essence of the voodoo queen remains a powerful force, keeping her alive and ever-evolving, casting an enchanting spell over the history of New Orleans. I'm Christopher Feinstein, and this is Haunted American History. I'd like to take a minute and welcome the newest member of the Patreon, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining. Your support literally means everything to me. Um, if you guys are interested in joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash haunted American history, ad free episodes and early releases. Literally can't thank you guys enough. Later, folks. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 